0: Well, I'm presuming, I'm presuming, I've got an open mic. I think you're yeah, you're on. Okay, okay. but I, I'm echoing. So there's an open mic. There we go. This is the drama of live radio. This is the way this actually works. <laughs> and good morning. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. I'm streaming live on the WORD Facebook page and podcasts are available on the free Odyssey app. Don't cost nothing. Right now, the Democrats are shocked because some of the people that they back, some of the other villains that they back, are actually telling things the way they are the way they are they te- they're being honest and listen you can't let your mask slip you got to maintain the subterfuge now i i have this i have this little thing that i think about as far as politicians or as far as they're concerned if i see a politician that'll look me in the in the eye and say he's for the second amendment the first amendment you know third, fourth, fifth, sixth, if they're out there and they're all about your rights and everything they do is driven towards your rights, this is a pretty conservative person and they're telling me who they are. And it can be any one of those issues. It can be any one of those things. However, if you get somebody out there that is uh, anti-Semitic, pro-abortion, pro-eugenics, I mean, there's a lot of things that tie into each other. And that's the Democrats. And they're telling you who they are. And I'll give you an adva- a really good example. First of all, they don't like babies. Or, you know, of course, not your babies. They like their babies, but they don't like your babies, so they just assume you abort them. And if you manage to abort them, then they want to get them to where they think, well, I'm a boy if they're a girl, and if they're a girl, they want to be a boy. And then they, that's nurtured, and that's, that's encouraged, and then they wake up one day and they're like, this solved none of my issues, and they want to kill themselves. So they're still trying to kill your children. And then if your children grow to, uh, grow to adulthood and everything else, later on down the road, we'll have some fun death panels out there. And when you get to a certain age and you're no longer worth having, we'll just let you die. So one way or the other, you die. Now, we know this, you and I. We, we know this is how they are. Some of these other Democrats, they don't actually know this is the way they are. We understand, I understand how much burning hatred they have for everything and everyone who does not agree with them 100%. And they aren't doing it for fun. They are showing the world who they truly are because they've been able to get away with it simmering just below the surface for decades. And if somebody shows you who they really are, you should believe them. And one of the tells of the left has always been anti-Semitism. Franklin Delano Roosevelt's administration didn't deny passengers on the MS St. Louis entry to the United States by accident at a time when Germany was rounding up Jews in Europe. It wasn't a clerical error. They just didn't care for them, and, and they didn't care about what was happening to them under Hitler's boot. In the last, in at least the last 20 years, if you were on American college campus here in the United States, South Carolina and, you know, name it, name South Carolina, Georgia, North Carolina, wherever. If you carried an Israeli flag, you'd face at least the threat of violence from the pro-Palestinian militants. And the first question you have to ask about these young minds that are very impressionable is where, where did this hate come from? It doesn't just spring up in a vacuum. This is instilled, it's installed by the tenured class, who are immune from any sort of consequence. And they're always anti-everything, anti-Semitic, anti-American, anti-rights, anti-life. And it's an army of voters blindly loyal to the Democrats. Now, the political leadership of the Democrats would find this very distasteful because it's never good to have this as part of your primary message. and. Most of what they actually advocate for can only be advanced through hate and envy. Anything that divides that helps. ID politics, that's a really good one. We love that one. And people will do and tolerate things in that emotional state that they never accept at all. They wouldn't even consider it in a calm moment. No nuance. No subtlety. Because they don't have the time. The mind is not capable of digesting this all they have is outrage and this is all good for these guys including and there's plenty of jewish progressives out there let's not kid ourselves it uh you know they think they you know they thought the people they were cheering the burning the cities and the attacks on the police were on the same place page with everything but turns out they're not because some of these rank-and-file democrats still have not fully gone over to the dark side. This attack on Israel exposed a little chasm there that nobody believed was actually a thing. It was it was one thing to support Palestine, but that's an abstract concept. It's a bumper sticker, right? Um, when you actually look at what they do, Then you find out that that murder of innocent civilians, you have to try to figure out a way to justify that. And, uh, you know, with the Palestinian outlook, there are no innocent Israelis. So are you down for that thought process there, Democrats? The anything Hamas does is justified crowd is real. They have said it all along after every small-scale attack. You could dismiss this as insignificant, but, uh, you know, the random rocket attacks were mostly being knocked down by the Iron Dome. So it wasn't really real. We just, it was like fireworks. Now paragliding into a kibbutz or a music festival and shooting everything that's moving. That was something else. When your combatants are a bunch of flower children wearing flip-flops and they've got, you know. Things painted on their faces and they're just dancing to trance music that's not a military target this is wholesale slaughter this is massacre for the sake of it this is glee killing and for the whatever Hamas does is okay crowd this is justice now the semi-sane progressives didn't realize that the wholesale slaughter of people minding their own business is what many of their academic leaders see as the ultimate justice. And once again, another bumper sticker. No justice, no peace. That's all great. When it's someone else's business burning or some random person who didn't see George Floyd as a particularly sympathetic figure being pummeled in a social media video. Becomes very different when you realize that they don't they look at you in the same vein. People Shock now had no issues with the attacks on conservatives. They happily called everybody arrested on January 6th a terrorist. No matter their age. No matter if they actually committed a crime or not. And now they're stunned. They're stunned at the hatred. They're stunned at the outrage. They're stunned at the reality of how bad man can be to our fellow man. And they're complicit. And they realize it. And for a moment, there's going to be a bit of introspection among some of the progressives. And we'll see. We're going to see if their venom recedes. Are they going to try to blend back into the rest of the crowd because they just don't know any other way? But I say this to you quite simply. And it's... uh, it's 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 a sad day it's a sad day to sit here and regard this this way but the democrats which are americans the american democratic party uh they have shown us who they really are and they they they're sort of like us on the you know there's some that just want to sit there and just go along to get along and that's what a lot of them are they right now they're shocked but they're showing you who they are are you ready to believe them Can you find that in yourself to believe them and to, you know, just comprehend what you're looking at because it's right there. It's very plain, maybe not here, but we're not, you know, that could come here or we could go there. Who can tell? Which brings us to what's coming up next. I mean, when, you know, I'm about to tell you all about where you have to understand that it's time for all of us to say simply to ourselves enough of this nonsense Well, it took the former president three days to get in, in, in on this. Uh, the GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. I think Barack Obama got out there and he decided to wait to see exactly what it was going to look like before he decided to make a comment. I think the student groups that are out there doing all of this protesting and saying, oh, yes, Hamas, Hamas, Hamas. I don't think they understand that if Hamas was actually in the middle of their, in the middle of their quads there on campus, that they would not be looking to sit out and hang out and drink bubble tea with them. They would be killing them wholesale, and whatever you do, because you're going to die. These guys are barbarians. They're the barbarians at the gates. They're Islamic supremacists. And anytime they kill somebody, they blame the victim for their own for that death. Right now, we've got John Kirby. This guy was a he was a flag rank in the, in the in the U.S. Navy, a rear admiral, a national security spokesman for both Obama and Biden, and he looked at what happened in the Middle East, and then he got up there with a straight face and said, "Climate change is our biggest problem." <laughs> so. Let's 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 take let's just start right there and let's take a let's take and put some stuff together. First of all, we got a former American president not capable of any sort of moral leadership out there. Still in a position where he could have some. We got students at the best schools in the world that are not intellectually prepared to comprehend anything of the history beyond the bumper sticker bumper sticker political slogans written on cardboard signs. And you got a military man that fears the weather. More than the prospect of the regional tender boxes in Israel, Ukraine, and the South China Sea. We got a lot of stuff right now that is simmering. In In the military, we would call this cooking off. You don't want to be around it when it's cooking off. And uh, this, th- you know, all of these things, by the way, could lead to a nuclear a nuclear event, and oh my, that would affect the climate a great deal. Now, this is a really good illustration of the abject lack of leadership here in the in the United States. It's a vacuum out there. You can't breathe. You're not going anywhere. You're just going to die. It has left the next generations to come very unmoored They're not not in touch with reality. They're not prepared to survive any sort of threat from what is increasingly becoming a volatile world. The version that they're going to get to inherit is not going to be the version that I got to inherit, and it's not going to be the version that my parents got to inherit. It's going to be a dangerous thing to be involved in. And it's evil. A lot of evil out there. Kidnapping and raping young women, that's evil. Bludgeoning and knifing grandmas and sending pictures of their remains to their grandchildren is evil. Swiping babies from their mother's arms is evil. And, you know, we can hear about the platitudes of the, of, of the left and all of them. There's no justification for any of this that happened. There's none at all. All of you guys that are Palestinian sympathizers say, oh, but... Oh, okay, I did not see. Okay, uh, who is it? And let's go to the phones. Yes, sir. What What, what can I do for you? Hello? There we go. Yes, Hello? yes, yes. Okay, listen. I'm not sympathizer with anybody. What I go by is what Jesus said. Jesus said that by their fruit, you should know whether they belong to him or not. Okay? okay. Both sides that do evil shit. Excuse my language. Can't. Bye. Okay. Will, if somebody does that, dump them and, and then dump them. And I apologize for that getting out, if that got out. Did you catch that? Will? Yeah, I, I do. Sorry. I, I got to get my mic on. Anyway, uh, that was the first time I've had to hit that dump button. I do believe I got it in time. Anybody would refrain from condemning Hamas or worse. Then you're finding a way to condone. And that's another glaring warning sign that America has lost her way. And for decades now, the people who have risen to the top in government, the arts and academia have shared a common disdain for this. This, uh, they're, they're very devoted to their own self indulgence and they like to elevate sin. And instead of looking at God, right, uh, we have this unholy dedication to politically correct stuff, to wokeism so basically what they demand is you know we we don't worship this but we worship this instead and the end result has always been predictable we have a drought of character but we've lost the ability to distinguish between good and evil well this well this this next generation coming up some of them seem to have issues with this so it should be no surprise then that evil has taken full advantage of this opportunity and is flourishing today so if you still got your head about you, if you're still still wired in, if you're still if you're still complete and, and you're holding it, you gotta you gotta be very calm about this. It needs to be a very icy thing to regard. And for those of us that have that icy resolve built into us, it's very clear that young America is not prepared, they're not built. The struggles that are ahead. Because governments today, even our own, are embracing totalitarianism. You're born, children, you're born with rights. You're born with inalienable rights. And uh, these are not privileges. The government does not bequeath any of this to you. Central banks and the thievery that has reduced the financial system to a hollowed out papier-mâché. That, too, is too brittle to survive the next crisis, and the worst of most corrupt people have risen to power. The future you face is going to be dangerous, and uh, too many Americans have been made weak and dangerous to themselves. So, young America, you've been taught to pursue physical pleasure. I get it. You've been taught to blame others for what you don't have and to take what is not yours. And one day you're going to run into a wall with that one. and It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. So bear that in mind. This is a, the, the world is a very dangerous place and you are not ready for what's coming but i will tell you this i'm going to tell you what the world should be like i'm going to let you know how that is this is news talk nine, W word all right now i i know i painted a very bleak picture picture for you young america but i'm going to paint you a really rosy picture now in just a second the gs plumbing talk line is one 800 the common sense retirement planning text line is 71307 i am streaming live on the word facebook page um this happens all the time. Uh, people get out there and they trust the government. It's, it's an inherent thing. As young people, we want to sit there and we want to trust these people. And I, we get that they conduct these affairs in secret and spy on their own people and are themselves to the teeth. But trust them as you would your favorite aunt. They steal from the productive. They manipulate the market. They swell their growing bureaucratic army with the growing taxes, but trust them. Even after all the global wars and the genocides and the engineered famines and the kill squads that made the last century the most barbaric in human history, it is exceedingly common to hear Trudeau, Obama, Clinton, and others from the church of big government mock you for not giving them all the faith. They distance themselves from the state-sanctioned atrocities of Hitler and Stalin and Mao. While they, at the same time, they, they pursue a policy that uh, elevates the organs of government and in- intimidates you. Sorry about that. The Don't you just love those? I love those. I love them. <laughs> plug the back in. <laughs> anyway. Now, Trudeau, he got out there and he confiscated bank accounts because people didn't like what he had to say about the COVID lockdowns. And he said, and they always use public health. I've talked about this before. They always use public health as a means for these things that they bring against you. And they said that this was necessary to protect that. Barack Obama, he just took over the entire health industry. For your sake. And understand quite clearly. When Clinton got out there. When she said recently that you need to be deprogrammed. Because you're a cult member. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know. And understand that for what it was. Because that's straight out of the weather underground. So... Public health, consider that a euphemism for uh, totalitarianism. So, never forget that we came really close during the COVID thing to having little internment camps. If you tested positive for the common cold, remember that too. Right now, they can't tell the difference between COVID and the common cold. Remember that a lot of our politicians, a lot of people that we look at and say, oh, they're captains conservative. They're great. They're they're just so daring and courageous. They go to the World Economic Forum to their little confabs. In those places, Chinese totalitarianism is looked at as a really good system to copy, rather than a vehicle for crimes against humanity. So you sometimes you're going to have to take a look around, children. You're going to have to look around and confront reality for what it is. And you have to let go of that prism that delusional prism. And it can history can either be a wise teacher or it can be prophetical. And in the prophecy, it will spell out for you the, in detail what the miseries lie ahead. And ignoring the lessons of liberty, it, it doesn't make some things not happen. Whenever the government takes away rights. Whenever they subordinate you, then death and destruction are coming. And right now, the biggest threat that we have to living is our own government. It is a bitter pill. I know. I get it. But when governments are not pointing their weapons at foreign enemies, they almost always pointing them at their domestic ones. And you hear it every day. You hear how I'm a domestic terrorist. You hear how you are a domestic terrorist. And uh, constraints of of the Constitution, of the consent of the governed. They become a monster. And they're only inflicting harm on people that they're supposed to be protecting. The worst mass murder in human history is government. When it's not finding ways to kill people beyond the borders, it's crafting a justification to kill citizens within. And the reason no government lasts forever is because its homicidal tendencies eventually force ordinary people to act, whether they want to or not. Or it just burns itself out like the Third Reich did. It just went as far as it could, and then it was just torn apart. Soviet Union fell apart. So here in the United States, it stands to reason that we may have to do something on the inside and either as a common soldier or a revolutionary, but it's almost always, it's never the Rambos. It's always the ordinary people that have to do the heavy lifting because no government is going to prosecute or sentence themselves. You keep getting out there saying, we need this and we need that. We need term limits. That's my favorite one. You're asking them to vote, to limit themselves to their power, that they can only, it's only temporary. They don't want temporary power. They want permanent power for at least their lifetime. So remember this, it's going to be ordinary people that make the changes. It's not going to be anything extraordinary. It's not going to be any heroes. It's not going to be anybody that you follow on Twitter or any of this other stuff. It's going to be you, an ordinary person. You're going to be the ones making the difference. So when you ask, what can you do? It's already out there. And I'm going to tell you the other thing you're going to have to do that you're going to have to understand as well. You're never going to be able to rest. I'll tell you about that when we get back because evil never takes a break. Never. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. I have a lot of people that get out there and tell me that we're already doomed to everybody's we've lost and all these other things. And that just, I mean, that just infuriates me. I swear to God, it does. GS plumbing talk line is one 800 The common sense retirement planning text line is 71307. And I have a busy throat. So let's work our way through this. Here are three reasons why I disagree with this. Okay. For all of you out there that are saying, Bill, it doesn't matter. We don't, we don't, it doesn't matter if we have elections or this or that. This, this hear me out. History is saturated with moments that alter what has otherwise appeared to be something just, uh, just, just set in stone. And it's really written only when good men and women find their backs against the wall and realize the only way to preserve their free will is to come out swinging and buck everything that stands against them. Suffering has a tendency to focus your mind and strengthen resolve. Number two, and by the way, I'll take a spirited, courageous insurgency. Because when they get to the point where they know why they're fighting, we're going to win that one. When they know why we're fighting, that we're gonna win that one. Number two, when fighting evil, there are no half measures. There is never a point. I, I remember in twenty ten after the election, I, I was I was I was stunned by this. I was stunned by this. After the election in twenty ten with the Tea Party, when I was calling people like two days after this, and I'm, I've still got a radio show to do, right? And I'm looking for people to have on the show, and I, I, nobody's answering the phone, and and I, I find I, I call somebody, and they finally say everybody's tired, they're taking a break, and I thought about this, and this is when I realized we were in the middle of ideological combat. And the problem is that when you're in combat, you don't come to a point while you're, you know, sitting up against cover, sending fire out, where you're like, hey, hey, hold up, hold up. I got to go use the restroom. You don't come to a time where you, all right, I'm done, I'm done. I'm not feeling it anymore. I'm, I'm going back here to the back, and I'm going to go read a comment. You, you don't have those days where you ever get to sit back, light a cigarette, and say to yourself, you know, if, if you can say to yourself that evil got the best of you, Something went wrong because if you're fighting evil, if you're really fighting evil, then you either the only way to the only way to get out of that is to win or to die. If you're hanging by your fingertips, you're still fighting all the way. I read about the uh, death of Suzanne Summers and uh, you know. I was, you know, I, I lived in a time when Three's Company was a new show and, you know, it was funny and everything else. And I didn't think too much about any of the uh, societal things they were saying or anything. But uh, from there, Suzanne Summers became a big thing. And unlike other people where they say, well, she died peacefully, apparently Suzanne wanted to live as long as she could. And she supposedly fought till she finally took that last breath. I get that. I understand that. As long as you're alive, Fight doesn't matter how compromised you are or how compromised you feel. All you have to do is to tell the devil to stick it. Refuse to submit. You, I mean, it's like being a Jedi Knight. Even if they strike you down, you are more powerful than they could have ever, ever imagined when you stand up to them. Number three, and this is the most important one for all of you that are out there that are saying, why bother? Why bother? Even if you think things are irreversibly bad, apathy is only a guarantee that it's going to get worse. And who knows where that goes? You know, we've seen times where in humanity recently where people have been forcefully gathered together, then herded onto a train headed to who knows where. Do you think any of them had any thoughts of, if only I had resisted? So let me ask you, what would you be willing to do to avoid that train car tomorrow? If fighting back, and fighting back is never going to be an easy thing. If you're out there saying, well, I'll lose this and I'll lose that. Yeah, you will. That's what makes life so precious. So if fighting back is never going to get any easier. Then, you know That makes today the best day to begin kicking and screaming about what's coming at you down the track. And your future self will thank you later. And it's not too late to win. Uh, the reason the permanent deep state now resorts to sham trials and censorship and political persecution, they don't have the luxury to pretend that we have rights anymore. So now they have to get out there and they know that they are in, uh, you know, they are in dire straits. And that's the problem. Evil never, and you know, let me, you know, one example for you, a guy in Ontario, Garnett Harper, he was denied a kidney transplant because he didn't take the COVID. And uh, while he was dying and his wife was with him, the, Organ harvesting outfits called her to ask for Garnett's organs once he passed. And she said, he's not good enough to get them from you. You don't need his. They saw him as a subhuman. His wife, his life wasn't worth saving. But his body still had some value as spare parts. We'll see that unfold here soon. Not if or maybe but soon because evil propagates itself. It's like a virus. Very simple thing. I saw this the other day in a text. Somebody told me on on a text line that somebody had seen a electric bus getting towed in. So I decided to uh, look into the whole electric bus stuff. And I found this little example. I'm going to share with you about an electric bus company because it's hilarious. (laughs) It's simply hilarious. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.